Welcome to the Quilting Company Podcast, where quilters who love all aspects of the craft, from traditional and contemporary to art and modern, share their passion and perspectives on all things quilty. I'm Tracy Mooney. I'm Lori Baker. And I'm Ginger Sheehy Tannock. Today we are talking about the gifts we are making for the kids in our lives. In our open studio segment, our special guest is Erin Hensel of Avery Lane Sewing. She is here to talk about her latest book, Me and My 18-Inch Doll. In our Find Finishes segment, we're going to talk about the problems we faced teaching kids to sew and some tips for successfully teaching kids to sew. But first, we are going to talk about the gifts that we are making for our own kids. So how are you, ladies? Good. Doing well, thanks. Yeah, thanks. Excellent. So are any of you making gifts for the kids in your lives? And if so, what are you going to make? Who wants to go first? Well, I I can talk about past gifts that I've made, okay. uh, just because I'm pretty proud. Um, when I first got started in quilting, I decided to be super ambitious one Christmas, and I made gifts for everybody. And so for my nieces and nephews, uh, one, she goes to University of Maryland, so I found this awesome University of Maryland fabric, and I just made her a lap quilt, one she could take to school. Nice. And then I did for the family, because they're all you know University of Maryland fans, I just did uh, some really cool little pillows with the extra fabric, because I had just ordered a ton of it. I was like, oh, I'm going to milk this for all I can. I I think I used every inch of that fabric. <laughs> nice. Um, and then for my other brother, for his son, um, they're big uh, Washington Redskins fans. And so I, yet again, found the fabric. And then I found this really great fleece that I could put behind it. So I did Ooh. kind of a mix of a fleece. And so, yeah, so did that. But then I also made for my daughter um, the Shannon fabric, the cuddle fabric. Mm-hmm. Yes. I got one of the kits. I splurged. Nice. And she was really into unicorns. And so I did that. And it turned out so wonderful. And I had gotten so many great tips on how to like night you know control the fuzz and yes. do all of that and it was that's great. a big deal it was because i think the first one i tried to do yeah it was not so pretty like my, my, my machine didn't speak to me for a month but uh, <laughs> i was like no more fuzz no more fuzz but yeah so i mean i think finding projects like that like I, you can never go wrong with a blanket i've learned like uh, you can always true. like if you do a quilt or a blanket of some kind yep. you even a fleece one yeah even if it's not a quilt and it's yes, just something exactly. fleecy that yep. they can bring to games or mm-hmm. something like that it's perfect. Yeah. What about you, Lori? Well, I we have a family tradition where we do the pile of quilts, and it's an official title of an event, <laughs> the pile of quilts. And I just stack all the things I'm willing to get rid of that I've made through the year under the tree, and the kids draw numbers, and then in order, they choose what they want from the pile of quilts. This year, I'm in a little bit of trouble because I don't have a very large pile yet. Um, I've been working madly this last week. I have quilted seven quilts since a week ago. Wow. I need to bind them, but uh-huh. but they're nearly done. And those seven with the ones I already have get me up, so I'm really close to 20, and that'll be enough for the pile of quilts this wow. year. Well, wow. I, I feel like we've been doing this for a while now. We're all family, so can Tracy and I put our name in? <laughs> That's a good I question. I want my number. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not this year. Her, you're, you were having some issues with the long arm, yes. and it's finally working And again. it's working again, so I'm Amen. on target mostly. Phew. Still have a couple weeks. <laughs> yes. Well, except for except her little I'm vacation. going oh, on vacation yes. and going to be gone for eight days, but... 
Oh, poor thing. Oh, yeah. She's got a rough life. <laughs> I know. I yeah, know. so how about you, poor. Tracy? So I actually am working on two projects for my kiddos, but, you know, my kiddos are older now. I am making um, my youngest son um, an apron or two oh. um, because he's a chef. And he specifically wanted, he's been having trouble with the aprons that go around your neck with just the loop. Right. Um, because I guess it pulls on his neck as he's working and oh. it's uncomfortable. So he asked if, if I could make him an apron that had a crisscross back that would be more comfortable. Oh, yes, it and would. So I got some beautiful, like, French toweling um, mm-hmm. from Moda. And uh, so he's going to get at least one apron with that, if not two. And then my older son, I'm actually making him a messenger bag. And it's a pattern that's by Betts White. And I've had my eye on the pattern for a while. I'm going to be using um, waxed canvas for the first time, which I've never used before. And then there's a flap that opens and there's a spot underneath it for um, a, you know, a different kind of fabric, like a contrasting fabric. And I found fabric that is um, beer brewing fabric. And he's a brewer. Perfect. <laughs> and so that's what oh. I'm making for my kids. I'm also working on redoing our Christmas stockings. And they've had the same Christmas stockings their whole lives. And when they were little, they got to pick out the fabric. And um, the basketballs and the um, Hawaiian print are not doing it for them anymore. (laughs) So we're actually going to update and do a Christmas, like a true Christmas fabric. Nice. That's what I'm doing. So yes. so we're all busy except me. I'm being a, a slacker this year. And, oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. You've been kind of working a little bit hard. I know. So yes. I think work, we're going to get you Actual work got in the way, darn it. Yeah, I hate <laughs> it when that happens. I know. I know. But then again, you still have a few weeks. I know. Yes. I know. I might try to squeeze in a couple projects. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Excellent. All right. Are you ladies ready to go talk to Erin now? Yes. Absolutely. Perfect. Today, our guest is Erin Hensel. I met Erin a few years ago at Market. We were on a bus heading to an event and happened to have a mutual friend who introduced us. And since then, I have joined in on her book tours. I've made a few of her 18-inch doll patterns. And we have shared our mutual interest in teaching kids to sew. Welcome to the podcast, Erin. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks for having me. This is fun. We are so excited to have you on the show. Uh, we were sent your most recent book by CNT, which is called Me and My 18 Inch Doll. And Lori and I have been having fun making projects um, from your book. And um, Lori actually brought in the dresses that she made for her granddaughters and for their dolls. So Erin, I have an eight-year-old and a nine-year-old granddaughter, and I made them matching jumpers, um, the ones with the little lace underskirt. Mm-hmm. The summer. And, oh, And then yeah. their dolls. And because they're so close to the same size, I just added a row of decorative stitching in different color on each of the hems. So one has a pink row of stitching and the other has a purple row of stitching and I can hardly wait to give these to my granddaughters. Oh, that's awesome. 
They are adorable. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh. Aren't they great? Yes. We'll have pictures on our show notes page so everyone can see. And I'm making the suitcase, the little doll suitcase for Lori's granddaughter as well. Um, one of them wanted the suitcase and uh, I have um, a bunch of bag making experience. So I offered to make it. Yes, and my <laughs> daughter found the book on my desk when she came into my office and she put little sticky notes on all the stuff oh, she wants me to make. Yay! So. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so how long have you been making designing patterns for 18-inch dolls? Well, uh, it's been about... I would... It's hard to say because uh, when my youngest was two or three she refused to wear clothes bought from the store <laughs> uh-huh. okay. wow. and I was making her clothes to wear to preschool and whatnot and she insisted her little bear had to be dressed just like her and so I would um, just start making Bobo uh, a bunch of clothes and back then they didn't really have you know, patterns mm-hmm. for bears and <laughs> right. 18 inch dolls. There weren't very many either. That was back in 2003 or four. Wow. And so it's then, been a while. Um, yeah. And then their, her friends all wanted stuff and her parent, their parents would pay me to make it. And I took it on the road and did, um, you know, street fairs and Saturday markets. And mm-hmm. um, I understood that you weren't really supposed to use store-bought patterns anyway if you were selling the clothes. Right. So I kind of just did the designing that way um, just for myself to use. And then I started not wanting to sell my wares anymore, so I started selling the patterns instead. And that was about 2008. Mm-hmm. Nice. But um, yeah, so it kind of was a longer time span than just one year, you know, of starting out, right? Selling them, amazing. Was, yeah. yeah. So it sounds like because when did the trend start with the the like American Girl dolls and all of those? Because was that early two thousands? I'm trying to remember now, like when that all got right. started. It's been a while. Well, in yeah. The, in the 90s, um, American Girl Doll started mm-hmm. okay. with uh, the company started, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know that it really took off as as much as it has now. Yeah. Right. Um, so you right. started right. the trend is what you're saying. When purchased them, it really, <laughs> yeah. really took right. off. And I know yeah. that there were patterns available, but mostly they were historical mm. outfits that I, I, I remember. Right. My, yeah. I actually own the ones that the Pleasant Company mm-hmm. put out. That's right. Um, they had for, their own patterns that they put out. Yeah, I bought the one for Fel- Felicity because mm-hmm. my oldest loved her. And um, they were a little more complicated than I w- think what people prefer. Mm-hmm. The, um, a little more intricate and uh I find 
<laughs> yeah, I find people like it to be a little more simplified and straightforward and, you know, bang them out. Right. <laughs> well, and like so, everything for American Girl Doll, I'm sure it was m- very expensive, like the pattern itself. So I think making a more, much more affordable pattern was probably key to the whole thing, too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And um, I think that it's fun to sew, but if you have, you know, frustration added into that, it's not so much fun anymore. Right. And um, I know kids weren't really wearing the historical clothes so for me personally mm-hmm. my daughter wanted twirly skirts and and frilly dresses and things she could you know feel dressed up without being restricted mm-hmm. having that freedom of mu- movement still so and that's, that's one of that's the things sort of, that's one of the things i like about the dresses and 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 projects in your book is they're so wearable for a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, there are things that our, our children and grandchildren will go out and say, yeah, I want to wear that. Make that one for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I love in, in your latest book that you also have quilt patterns. So there's yes. a quilt for the child and one for mm-hmm. the doll. Yeah. Um, it's funny about that because my son, all my children had dolls and stuffed animals and they played with them often and together as well they would create the, create these dramatic games one was called animal world and they would spend every school vacation creating this world that stayed out and played with for weeks and my uh sons had uh, had to have bedding and and quilts for their <laughs> bears and gotcha. uh, boy dolls so, yeah, I kind of thought, why, why not? You know, give give the girls and their dolls matching bedding instead of just for the dolls. Hmm. Agreed. Yeah, and the bags I think are just such an added bonus too. Those little bags—that was like the first thing my daughter right, went to. Purses? She was like, "Ooh, I want that." Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, the purse. Yeah, mm-hmm. the purse. Yep. Yes, you have I an adorable purse. <laughs> That's actually a design from several years ago I made for my daughter and we would um I would make them for her friends' birthdays. Oh, how sweet. What a good idea. Yeah. yeah. That that was a and we and my daughter would then, you know, pick a small toy like little pet shop or some mm-hmm. little thing to go inside. Oh, how fun. What a nice yeah. idea. Yes. I love that. So, yeah, that one of my favorites, too. Right. Erin, do, do your kids sew? How old are they, and are they interested in sewing, or do they just hand you things to make? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I've taught all of them to sew. At, at an early age, they all showed interest and asked, and, and my boys were also interested around six or seven um, and so, yeah, I taught them to how to how to use the machine, how to thread it, how to do simple patchwork, and they started out that way. My mm-hmm. uh, older son made a money bag. <laughs> 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 he went. We went to the store, and he saw some fabric that had money on it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And so his first project was a money bag, <laughs> but um, they're. Right now, they're ages 
uh, 18, 19, 22, and 24. Mm-hmm. And um, my youngest was the only one that really, really has the quilting mindset and love of sewing. And she made her own clothes in junior high. Actually, grammar school started doing that. Wow. But in junior high, oh, wow. she would make knit um, skirts, those skater skirts. Oh, and cute. Yeah, she's made a couple quilts. And she actually has a better quilting eye for fabric than I do. It's definitely in her. And my oldest, I don't think she likes the imperfection of learning a new technique. You know, when you teach Mm -hmm. children to sew, they're so open and, and very much okay with imperfection and projects that don't look perfect, Mm -hmm. rather. Right. And they overcome that by continuing and, and mastering that skill and, and then their projects look better and better. But adults, it's harder because they want it to look. <laughs> they want it perfect to be perfect from the, the first beginning. Time out, mm-hmm. yeah. And but kids don't have that. They are so proud of whatever they made. That's so and true. It's it's a really exciting thing to help them move forward with it. But my oldest was a perfectionist as a <laughs> child, mm-hmm. and. Um, and she'll even say now, you know, because she's sewn lots of things like gifts for friends in high school and and whatnot. And if you talk to her today, she'll still say, I'm no, I'm no good at sewing. I don't really know how to sew. But she does and she has. And I have those projects to prove it. It's just she, in her mind's eye, it didn't look like mine. And so she kind of lost that um, excitement or energy to do it. Mm. I think we're we're all our own worst critics. Oh, yes. <laughs> Definitely. Absolutely. I know I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I stay away from quilting, actually. <laughs> really? So, yeah, absolutely. If you, I would go into the quilt shop and, you know, because I'm a garment seamstress by, you know, that's what I learn doing and that's what I did for majority of my time and whenever looking at quilts I would find every point that was not perfect on other people's oh. <laughs> and, oh, I'm sure they love that <laughs> <laughs> no, I, and, but I'm okay with it I wouldn't like be judgmental or, or harsh about it I would just notice it and be like I would try to make that match up better okay <laughs> mental note i'm not sharing my but, quotes with you right? <laughs> <laughs> but when i try to do it myself i'd be ripping it out redoing it and mm-hmm. just like oh my gosh i can't even look at that that's going to goodwill oh. <laughs> but, you know, yeah it's so I, for I, years <laughs> i i taught kids classes um back when i lived in illinois and i would show them a technique and then I would let them go and, and do it. And if they yeah. came up to me and had a problem, we would look at it and we'd decide if it was, you know, structurally sound. 
Um, was yeah. it something that needed yeah. to be taken out and fixed or or was it fine? And sometimes it was just a cosmetic thing. And yeah. so I would always ask them, do you want to take that out or can you live with it looking like that? And it always cracked me up what they would say because I never could guess, mm. you know, because sometimes they'd be like, oh, oh okay. I'm fine with it or Oh God! I don't want to look at that. <laughs> I need to take it out. Take it out now. <laughs> right. And so it's all really personal. You know, what can yeah. you live with, right? And that's a great philosophy. That's exactly what I do in my classes with my students. You know, you, you really—it's their project, and they have to be okay with it. And it's their choice. And. I often would ask parents not to come in until we were done mm, nice. for that reason, right. because some parents would be like, oh, you really should undo that and maybe try again. And I think that um, that's awesome that you had that same, you know, way about it because 100%. most of the time they were okay with it. And they're the only ones who need to be okay with it. Right. I but feel very me, strong. I was never okay with it. Right. Well, and, and I think you and I might be in the same boat, but um, I, I just feel like if kids aren't having fun when they are learning to sew, then they're not going to continue doing it. it it's just That's like anything, mm-hmm. right? It's yep. anything for all of us. If we're not enjoying ourselves, then why bother? Well, and they need to like the project. Exactly. I can remember when I was learning to to sew and my mother chose this particular outfit. I hated it. I mean, I really (laughs) hated it. And I'm surprised I kept going. I hated it that much. It was like, all right, yeah, I'll I'll do this because she said. But And then the next year... She must have figured something out because I got to choose, and I got mm. to choose the pattern, and I got to choose the fabric. That makes and all I the difference. Still can remember the pride I had in that one when oh, it was yeah. done. Right? Yeah. Well, it's about ownership. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like once you own it and it's yours, it's like it does. You right. really you put that extra effort into it, and you you want to do it. Well, and part of the the joy and the love that you felt for it and the process went into it. So, yeah, it makes sense that it would mean that much to you. Yeah, so true. Very true. So do you I know that you have a you have a sewing program that you you sell to stores to create programs. Do you what do you do for kids? And tell us a little bit about um, your teaching and about the, the sewing program that you created. Well, it came about because a lot of the local quilt shops uh, wanted me to start teaching children's classes. And it was the same thing in every situation, uh, every uh, class. You want to have a project associated with the class. People sign up to Mm -hmm. make something. Right. But the kids would show up and not know anything, even sometimes with the machine never been removed from the box. Mm-hmm. And so the the majority of the first half was spent trying to acclimate them to the machine, teach them how to thread it and run it. And then we would scramble to finish the project. And what I what I found was the kids left with a really... Um, 
chaotic experience, the mm-hmm. unsure that they even knew it. So, you know, that it wasn't maybe for them. It was not very positive. And a lot of times I'd have to help make sure it got finished. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't really their project. Right. And what I did for myself so that I could have a better way of giving them a foundation in sewing and a positive start, I developed this workbook that would help them learn in a safe, you know, less scary way than messing up your project mm-hmm. of learning all the basics and making little samples because workbooks are a very familiar mm-hmm. tool in classrooms. They they know what to do with them. So it was safe and, and fun for them to do the workbooks. And that's kind of where the program came from was I needed it. I wanted to be able to teach children's classes in a more positive way and give them the tools that they could use to go forward and make projects. Mm-hmm. And then I just developed it into kind of a, a binder for quilt shops, like a block of the month um, club binder thing. Mm-hmm. But to teach children the basics in sewing so that they could be um, solid and, and go forward and make any beginner project afterwards. And um so I just packaged it so I could sell it <laughs> because I think, I think that a lot of not stores just are looking for, my for that. Own, yeah. Right. And I think that it's extremely important that we um, aren't afraid to tackle that task of teaching the younger generations sewing. If we don't, we're going to not have a, a thriving industry and there'll be these skip generations and it'll, I don't know, it's just, it, it's important for all of us. I think uh, being able to make something with your hands or understand even how a, a garment's constructed helps you to be a savvy uh, shopper when you're out looking for styles. That's or true. being able to do it yourself and, and get that therapy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Agreed. So are you still teaching kids to sew? I am. I haven't been as much because um, unfortunately uh, quilt shops are closing and the ones locally to me and um, I've been uh, pursuing other things and mm-hmm. just haven't found time to do it but I hope to get back into uh, summer camps this summer at my local uh, machine shop. Oh, that's who, great. Who has, yeah, been really wanting me to do it, and I've just kind of been disorganized with all that I have going on. And um, I'm also trying to focus on doing um, larger venues, which I'll be doing at the end of February in Washington at the Sewing and Stitchery Expo in late February. Excellent. And are those classes for kids or are they for adults? 
Well, I'm teaching two children's classes and two adult classes. Wonderful. Yeah, the children's class, one of them will be a knit skirt. Mm -hmm. So teaching children to sew on knits, which is one of my favorite things to do. And uh, the second children's class will be from Sew in Style, and Mm -hmm. they can choose from two different projects. And so for their dolls. Oh, that's great. I think I might need the knits for sewing one. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, actually. Like, yeah, that's, you know, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing one for grown-ups too. <laughs> sewing that's a knit wonderful. <laughs> well, if you yeah. come around this way um, with one of those big shows, we'd love to know about it so we can come take your class. Okay. Sounds great. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Erin. And for all of our listeners, I want you to know that you can look on the show notes page and you'll see um, both Lori and my projects that we've made and have links to all of Erin's classes for her website, uh, for the book, and anything else that we mentioned today. Thank you so much for having me. This was a blast. We agree. Thanks so much, Erin. <laughs> Hope to yeah, see you you're soon. Welcome. For our Find Finishes segment, we want to talk a little bit about how to successfully teach children to sew, what works, what doesn't. Um, one of my things is from my personal experience, we need to give them a project they like. And that it's, ties into your own personal story. It right. does. Yeah. Uh, when I was a kid in 4-H, one year my mom chose what I was making, including the fabric, mm. and I hated it. I really, really, I can still visualize what I looked like in that, and it was awful. Oh. But the next year, I, I think evidently she realized that I wasn't very happy, <laughs> <laughs> because the next year I made this wonderful three-piece wool suit that fit to a T and the fabric was gorgeous and I was so proud of it Um, it made sewing a joy Mm. so the project is important Mm -hmm. so with your own kids and your grandkids what how have how successful have you been with my children um, four out of five not wow not successful successful. Um, uh, our youngest son kind of plays around with it a little bit. He's real unconventional. Um, he has a jacket that he's sewn a couple, three dozen wow. Wow. Raiders decals on. Wow. Um, it's yeah. it's like wild. I'll see if I can get a picture yes. for the show. Right. I'd love That'd to see great. it. Yeah. Um, the other four children are not interested in sewing. The grandchildren, I've got one granddaughter who is intrigued. In fact, she's bugging me. She started a Christmas pillow um, six weeks ago, and then things have been crazy, and we haven't got it finished. Nice. How old is she? That's the eight-year-old. Okay. Wow. Nice. Nice. 
All right, what about you, Ginger? Uh, well, it's so funny because Lori's going back to like her mom making her stuff. I'm still kind of trying to figure out why my mom tried everything under the sun to get me to sew. Like she sewed everything. She did, I think, like my eighth grade prom dress. She did, and I loved everything that she did. But she would try to sit me down, or like I think maybe I'd get stalled at like patterns or something because mm-hmm. I would see her and she'd be on the floor, and I'm like, that just looks like way too much work. I'm like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what it was. So for me, it was like I was just trying to like I'm baffled. I was like, why was I so stubborn then? Because I love it now. So it's, I, I don't know what it was. Um, but I have my own daughter who's 10 now. And I think that same stubborn streak is in her because <laughs> it, it's like history repeating itself. But the one thing I have noticed that she does love, if she sees me and I'm free motion quilting, oh, mom, can I give that a try? I think it's it's so funny with the straight stitches and it's going through, the thought of the needle just terrifies her. Like she just won't get close enough. But some reason, like when she's free motion and she can just go wherever she wants, she loves it. And I was like, because oh, wow. it's like drawing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think that might be it. So mm. I've had success in that front. But now she is massively obsessed with scrunchies. And I told oh. her I refuse That's to buy anymore. Oh, I yeah. was like, she, I've spent so much money on them. And finally, I just put my foot in the sand. And I was like, nope. I was like, if you want any more scrunchies, we're going to have to make them. So she hasn't uh, come up to me yet. But I'm hoping maybe if we have some days off on spring break, I can take her and oh, let her yeah. pick out her fabric yeah, and do that. Easy. And yeah. that's an easy project. Yes. yes. But I mean, she's got like a bucket full of them now. And I was like, I am not buying anymore because they charge so much for them. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's that's easy with scraps. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So anyway, so yeah, I'm going to I'm going to get her. I'm going to get her. It just might take a little time, but I don't know. Yeah. So my mom just laughs at me now. She's like, ha, I told you you'd love it. <laughs> <laughs> See, whenever moms can say I told you so, it's always a win. Yep. Yeah. Um, how about you? How so about- I have three kids and two out of the three. So. Nice. Um, Those are good odds. The funny thing is that the when my two oldest were expressing interest in learning to sew, I didn't feel qualified. Mm-hmm. And so the first one, he's very he's very studious, and he he would he was really interested. YouTube was starting, and and so there were like sewing um, videos that would come out, and and he would see a project he wanted to make, and he'd ask to make it and so we would we would make those things together this his little brother came along and I was working in a shop and there was a very successful kids program and I just decided oh they are, they do a better job at teaching him and he stitched through his finger on the first day <gasps> oh, oh no. no it's my daughter's biggest fear <laughs> so he oh. has never ever wanted to pick up a you know, sewing ever again. He does. He doesn't. He works with knives all the time because he's a chef. But, <laughs> but, but sewing machines, no. Um, he likes to control. You know, really control it. <laughs> and then my youngest. Uh, by then, I had sort of figured things out, and mm-hmm. and I realized what she was looking for was a creative outlet, mm-hmm. and somehow I was able to step back a little. And that kind of formulated how I started teaching. And when I started teaching kids classes at my local quilt shop, it formulated how I approached it. And so what I've learned over the years is that, one, if they're not having fun, there is no point in in them doing it. They're not going to continue. So it's great if you have the ability to show them how to do something and then step back and let them do it. Mm. Don't correct them. Don't tell them that they need to fix the seam. You know, if it's really completely unstable, 
take a moment and point out, okay, I think that you forgot to put the foot pedal down mm-hmm. or uh, you stitched off the edge here. Why don't we go back and we'll fix that? And I'll, un- I'll you know, use the seam ripper and undo it and then you can just do the stitching part again. And then go from there. But really, it comes down to if they're not having fun, they're not going to want to do it again. So, you know, some of the projects that I've done with my kids are pillowcases mm-hmm. are great because they've got really long straight seams. Yep. And I use the burrito method. So that's a great thing to do. Um, any sort of small project that they can do in even in like a 20 minute increments nice. is great. And then give them snacks and, mm. and time to get up and stretch, stretch their legs and move around. Yeah. I used to um, bribe my daughter with Swedish fish. That would keep her strength up as she was sewing. Well, and I'm a fan of M&M's. In, <laughs> in the little tray <laughs> on your sewing machine, it, it works. Why not? It works. I mean, really, we have to keep our blood sugar up as we're sewing. That's yes. right. important. Well, I wonder, it's so funny, like this need that we have to teach the kids. I wonder if it's a lot of it just to like for ourselves because of the guilt we feel for spending so much time away from them while we're working. It's like, come on, do it with me. So I don't have to feel guilty right. anymore. And I think also, I think a lot of times I would, I took all the pressure off it being a finished project mm. for them. They're having fun sitting at the sewing machine it doesn't matter if I can just, you know, just separate the finished project with the fun that they're having. If they finish it, great. If they don't and they need to stop and take a break and maybe they don't want to finish it, maybe they hate that technique. But I, I kind of do that. I also don't ever think that you can't teach them a technique because it's too hard. I have taught children applique. I have taught them couching. I have taught them free motion quilting. I've taught them all of those things. And those are things that they have no idea that they can't do. If anything, it might be easier, I would think, to convince a kid to do it. Because I know I, there's some of oh, that. Oh, they just I, jump right car. in. Yeah, yeah. They just know that they want to make something. And if applique is the way to get to that or, you know, um, is doing something that's, that we consider a little bit challenging is not challenging to them because it's just a new technique. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Something new to learn. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. So I'm going to send my kid to Tracy now and uh, <laughs> it'll all be good. Well, see, I was thinking we all need to go home now and get our gather our kids around. I think that's a good idea. Ah, uh, yes. It's a great idea. Ah, uh, yes. Sounds good. Well, thank you ladies for joining us yeah. today. And um, I, I hope that all of our listeners will have happy holidays. Yes. yes. Whatever you celebrate, I hope you have a wonderful one and we'll be coming back to you in the new year. Yes. Thank Sounds you so great. much for listening. Thanks, guys. so much for listening to the Quilting Company podcast. Remember, you can find more information about our sponsors or what we talked about today on our show notes page, quiltingcompany.com slash quiltpodcast. If you haven't already subscribed, find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to tell your friends. And thanks for listening. Happy quilting. The Quilting Company podcast is produced by me, Tracy Mooney, and our executive producer of podcast is Jared Mears.